Sorry, I have to move into another room. Oh, that's fine. Some sort of movie, and I hear gunshots every 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, um, dang it. See, unfortunately, I did. I just realized that there's a new WandaVision trailer, and I didn't have the thought to uh, oh, really? watch it until after I sent you the invite. I I actually did watch it. It was a uh, it was it was good. I mean, it was basically this trailer basically confirmed like what we thought the show was going to be. Basically, that it's like a multiverse thing. Well, that it's like uh, obviously this is all uh, Scarlet Witch like doing this type of stuff. Not really oh. sure it's a multiverse thing, but it's definitely like. She's created her own little bubble. Like she's yeah. kind of went a little bit crazy and created this bubble. Um, she's created, seems like a child, if not children. Oh, okay, yeah. See, yeah. this is what I this is what I was talking about um, with the whole yeah. thing that led into House of M in the comics. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that uh, House of M, if you really think about it. House of M, even though it came out in 2005, had like 30 years of build up. <laughs> yeah. Like there's 30 years of it. It's, it's crazy when you think about because that's what happens when you're like Marvel and you keep the same continuity since the 60s. Because uh, as we said before, you know, DC reboots like once a decade, uh, but Marvel's been keeping the same thing going since the 60s. And that's kind of what happens when yeah. you keep one continuity going long enough. Um, sometimes your storylines just have 30 years of history behind them. Yeah, exactly. Which is insane. Like someone's... There is at least one comic book fan out there. I can guarantee you this. There is one comic book fan out there whose favorite character was Scarlet Witch. And their entire life from the time they started reading comics until they were like 43 uh, <laughs> built up to House of <laughs> Yeah. Like there's one the, even if there's only one person out there like that there is one person out there like that. Gosh. Like even before House of M she was just their favorite character but then yeah. once that happened. Yeah there's I guess it's entirely yeah. possible that person exists because um, yeah, regardless sure. of what a lot of people will tell you, every superhero is someone's favorite superhero. Yeah, it's true. Cause like, I mean, <clears throat> all of them are relatable also with those like minor characters. Sometimes, I mean, I think everyone's like this with something you like that more obscure thing because it's like, oh, not all eyes are on this yep. thing. This thing is actually a little bit interesting, at least a little bit interesting, but no one's really paying attention to it. Like, I feel like I, I have something here. Like, it's like a hidden gem or something. Yeah, yeah like, I'm I'm super yeah, basic. My that. three favorite superheroes are Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Hulk, but... Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, honestly, at this point, I feel like it's kind of a tie between Hulk and Thor for my third favorite. No. Um, I've I've gotten a lot more into Thor as I've gotten older. Yeah. But uh, anyway, speaking of Marvel comics, um, welcome to Storebrand Comics. So DC made some (laughs) announcements. (laughs) No, no, we did that. We did that a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they already had their DC thing a few months ago. It's Marvel's yeah. turn now, and this one is um, we have more faith in this one because Marvel has a good track record for as far as yeah. you know movies and stuff go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because uh, like I'm excited for um, at least one of the video games DC announced back during the fandom. Well, I mean, like, like almost not almost, but nearly everything uh, DC announced and stuff was at least interesting. But I mean, like with DC's track record, like you said, it's like, yeah, probably fifty percent of these are going to be good. Fifty percent of these are going to wind up being. Yeah, I'm. I'm mostly, and probably everyone else too. I'm mostly excited for the Batman. When it comes to DC stuff, they know. Oh yeah. But anyway, I have to officially introduce the episode now. Um, <laughs> welcome yeah. to Starbrand Comics, everybody. I'm Tio, and I'm Brandon. And today, um, we were going to do something else, but Disney went and dropped some stuff in our laps because I didn't even realize this was happening until I saw the announcements online. But uh, yeah, all of this from a quotations uh what was it investment yeah yeah the disney investor investor meeting or whatever yeah 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 no 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 just it's it's like any of their other uh events like d23 or anything like that that's what it is this wasn't for investors i was was gonna say this i I don't know something like this is definitely for investors d23 is probably for investors too it is but uh they just they just share all this stuff with us to get us excited because the more excited the people paying to see this stuff are the more excited the investors are gonna get because the investors would be making the money but um (laughs) so yeah um Disney announced a bunch of Marvel and Star Wars stuff. I don't know how into um, the Star Wars stuff we're going to end up getting. Um, I know of two Star Wars projects that they announced. Yeah, I know of a few of them. Um, The Um, Acolyte, which sounds interesting because apparently it's a mystery thriller. And then um, and that's a Star Wars one. And um, then also the other Star Wars one I know about is called Visions. And it's a an anime anthology which okay, is which cool. sounds like a crazy idea to me especially if um like they have like a different director on every episode the animation like yeah. like different animators yeah. for every episode different team different directors That'd like be cool. every episode could look totally different but all of them would have like that anime flair to it you're telling me we would get star wars animatrix ba- basically that's what it sounds like. If it's yeah, if it's yeah, that's what it an anime like. anthology, and, and I'm thinking it's an anime anthology series. So it's um like every episode obviously would yeah, be yeah. like a different, but yeah, it would be kind of like a Batman Gotham Knight if you ever saw that, um, which is also yeah, yeah. an anime that's anthology awesome. movie. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, one thing I gotta say with the whole Marvel thing is like uh. I know they probably had leading up, they had a date they were going to do it. I do think like Marvel does have stuff ready, but they wait for Warner Brothers to do something. And then they'll just pimp slap Warner Brothers in the face with their announcement. Because it, it happens all the time when Warner Brothers makes an announcement. 
because like the reason I say this is like the most recent announcement um, from Warner Brothers was like the whole uh, their their 2021 movies would be coming to HBO yep. Max. Like that was their big their big announcement recently, and fans were like, "Oh, this is so great!" Like they're they're pleasing the fans. No, 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 no. They're they're trying to build up their their streaming service brands. Yeah. Like, sure, yeah, you believe it's it's the fans. No, they're just trying and, to build. And the, something the thing up. about this isn't fans. The, the thing about that is, um, yeah, that is going to benefit the consumer in the long term. Of depending on who, uh, you know pays for the service um yeah but uh it will i think overall be um kind of damaging in the long term to the movie industry um because a lot of how movies make their money back is through the box office on uh like in movie theaters um and the biggest streaming service in the world, like the top dog of streaming services right now, Netflix loses money every year. Oh, like, yeah. how do you have everyone paying for you and still lose money? So HBO Max, not nearly as many people are going to pay for that subscription service, which means that, um, yeah, Warner Brothers is a large studio with a bunch of stuff that isn't exclusive to their streaming service that they're going to be putting on their streaming service. But um, like this streaming service, if they are planning on producing original content, which, you know, like Zack Snyder's Justice League is original content, technically, then um, they're going to lose money on that. I feel like ultimately, yes, I feel like they have not saying they're going to be better than Netflix, but I'm saying out the gate, they have almost not not less debt but i'm saying like they own these properties whereas netflix has to other than recently with netflix doing original content netflix had to license so much different crap they had to pay for licenses and stuff whereas with warner brothers it's like no 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 we have our warner brothers properties a good point on hbo max so that there's at least that they don't have to pay for that type of crap um but yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying with the 2021 release stuff. Um, millions of dollars were put into a lot of those movies. Yeah. This is before COVID happened. But um, I think I don't know. I think it might be. They obviously know. I mean, they have market researchers and stuff. It's obviously going to be the best choice in a COVID world right now is to do it like this where it's like we're going to put it on our streaming service and it'll be in theaters that's a good point but if uh if things clear up i'm i would like to see some of this stuff in theaters but if it doesn't i mean hey at least i can quickly shell out 14.99 for the month yeah that's get my month's worth and then just that's another thing hbo max is um canceling their like free trial program yeah which um i knew that would happen eventually i mean disney plus yeah they realized uh oh like well they probably did it before the mandalorian season one Mm. ended because like i remember back then i was like 
I really wanted to, I could just wait till season one's over. Get a free trial. Do the trial. And then as soon as I'm done, end it. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they've caught on to our act. Dang it. Dang it, Bobby. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. Um, but anyway, getting into like what's officially been announced for Marvel stuff. So yeah. um, I have a comicbook.com article in front of me. So that's my source for this list. Um, nice. And uh, and we're doing this like, we're recording this episode like the day after Investor Day. So yeah. Even though this is like a week yeah, after Yeah, this episode's not going to be ready until a week after Investor Day, but we are recording this the day after. Because like I said, this was going to be a different yeah. episode today. We were actually going to test out a new format, and then all this happened, and our plans had to very quickly change. So, Yeah, yeah. And, and also, so if, if something changes within the next week regarding one of these properties, right now, as of recording this, we did not know that information. Yeah. So if we say something incorrect that gets like changed within a week, then yeah, sorry. Because you never know. They there's always that yeah. type of stuff where it's like you speculate on something and then they announce something later. Like this is a quick small tangent thing because talking about DC for a second. Um, the next Batman thing, they finally just came out and announced who the next Batman is with that comic. Oh, yeah. Because um, I remember, like, telling you, like, ah, they said it's, like, someone related to uh, Lucius Fox. Yeah. And we were kind of thinking, like, Batwing. But Batwing seems, like, too yeah. obvious. Like, that seems like the most obvious answer. Well, it's it's the next closest thing to Batwing. It's Batwing's brother, I didn't even know he had a brother. Uh, yeah, named Tim Fox. It's Lucius Fox's son. So that's just like a minor thing I wanted to mention where it's like that's stuff that comes out later yeah. that we didn't know. So, Mar- Marvel. Yes. Um, so there were a lot of Disney Plus announcements. So this is going to be a lot of um, th- this is mostly for the sake of speculation on our part where um, we're, we're just kind of we want the excuse to fanboy out and speak excitedly about um, superhero stuff that we like. So uh, <laughs> yeah. um, this is mostly uh, speculation on our part, but um, yeah. So just as like a reminder for everybody out there, phase four of Marvel officially starts on Disney plus January 15th with episode one of WandaVision. Um, and that's like, it's yeah, it's coming up. up quick. That's next month. A month. Um, but yeah, that's uh, the next era of Marvel stories. And you know what? Um, the circumstances for it weren't um, fantastic, but I do actually like the fact that we got more than a year between Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff uh, because yeah. now um, everyone who cares about the... like these movies and these shows has had time to evaluate their own enthusiasm for it and determine whether or not they're still invested after Endgame. Um, yeah, yeah. This is the... And also, there's been kind of a break 
from uh like the movie theater type marvel movies for like you said for over a year and so it kind of like helps them migrate into this way that they're going which is like a crap ton of disney yeah i was gonna say it's very a lot now Um, yeah yeah and uh yeah so what's 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 going on now is it's yeah like i said it's given everyone the opportunity to evaluate their enthusiasm and determine whether they're going to jump ship now while uh while we're sort of between eras and you know just be satisfied with the 11 years that they got or if they're going to be like probably the two of us and double down um because yeah, yeah. even before these movies were popular, ever since I was a little kid, I've been a ride or die Marvel fan. So I will, I will die with a Spider-Man comic in my hands. Um, <laughs> the way the way I was born, I, I will be a uh, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be one that um, you can shoot me a couple of times, and then I'll I'll hobble along. But uh, if you you bring out my Keanu Reeves dog and threaten to murder it, I'll, I'll give up and say, "All right, you can have Marvel." I, I'm more—I'm a bigger DC guy yeah. than Marvel, but I do so, like so, Marvel. So stuff. basically, um, like, it's that point in the movie where, like, they, they've got, um, you know, they gun to the to two different people's head, one gun to DC's head, one gun to Marvel's head, and they're like, "True." Brandon, and, and I'll I'll have a big old spiel. Then I'll be like, "Look, Marvel, you've you've been doing some amazing things. You've been doing some great things." And DC, like, I don't know, man. You're there's some things going on here, but I'm sorry, Marvel. To me, DC's got more potential. And then he shoots Marvel, and I, I lower my head in sadness but hoping that dc after seeing this act gets its gets its head together ah, but you see and stops putting me in these that's the big twist the villain wanted to hurt you as badly as possible so he actually shot the one you cared about dc lies dead on the floor oh well i mean I wouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing <laughs> like uh it's almost nowadays i i take either or because of how great like Marvel entertainment yeah. is, yeah, as like a like, multimedia thing, equal. Marvel's definitely kicking more buttons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. Really, I would say the only sort of slip up that's kind of been made with Marvel in terms of like all of their entertainment stuff recently would be the Avengers game. Because yeah, yeah, because live service games—it's been proven time and again—that's not really a sustainable model, especially if you don't really know what you're doing, like what you're going after. So, yeah. Uh, oh, also, um, they did announce the things that make Kate Bishop play different from Hawkeye in that game. She has aim technology that lets her teleport. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess. <laughs> yep. I mean, I know it doesn't matter to either of us, but that was a question we brought up in one of our, no no yeah yeah i'm just trying to think like is that it she probably also she's got a sword i think oh wow as well wow. as her bow 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good job, yeah. Avengers game. Cool. And for those that like think I'm like hating on Kate Bishop, it is yeah. far from that. I love Kate Bishop after reading Matt Fraction's Hawkeye run. It's just like it makes no sense for them to have put her in that game. Yeah, especially Hawkeye. like the next character after Hawkeye. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like That's it would I mean. it would have yeah. been you could put her like a yeah, year yeah, down. It would have been more interesting if but... like we got ooh, Black Panther and then maybe one of the Ant Men and then uh Yeah. And then probably like I don't know. Uh, like a like a more obscure weird part like Nova or something and then and then uh, maybe not Nova but yeah like someone slightly more obscure and then Kate Bishop you mentioning Black Panther like how was that not the next one the next character for the game yeah I don't know yeah like he in my opinion it should have been black panther and then hawkeye introduced in terms of like just the popularity of these characters yeah yeah i mean like marvel i don't want you to like use media but i mean that's what all companies do like have you noticed how popular black panther is i mean like i r.i.p chadwick boseman but i mean like he's more popular than ever and um also, like it would help to, uh, I guess, diversify the cast of characters a little bit more because literally the only yeah, non-white character yeah. in the lineup, including DLC characters, like that is Kamala. Kamala. They have eight characters now with Kate Bishop being introduced, and Kamala is the only yeah. non-white character. And I know, I know, Thor's like an alien god or whatever, but you know what? He's Norwegian. All right. Come on, people. My, an- my yeah. ancestors yeah, prayed exactly. to that dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's so that's that's about as white as it gets. Yeah. So anyway. Be okay, I'm sorry. I, I this is gonna be a slight like uh tiny spinoff thing because i want everything of marvel to be focused like like all of our marvel stuff tackle that but i do want to mention one thing dealing with star wars i'm assuming you didn't see it i'm somewhat like i'm down for this i only saw um announcements i didn't even see trailers or i don't know if there are trailers but i saw announce yeah i I saw announcements for the acolyte and visions and that's it okay i i know they have like maybe 10 different things i heard like a couple one that sounds interesting is they're going to make an obi-wan kenobi movie Movie? now five years ago if you told me i'm pretty sure either a movie or a series i'm pretty sure a movie though because it's going to take place after it's after episode three but before episode four i think and it's uh it's going to have Ewan McGregor in it, and it's going to have Hayden Christensen. Okay. In it. Hayden Christensen. Five years ago, five years ago, if you told me this, I would not care about it. But after the most recent trilogy, which like has made me like mute to a lot of Star Wars stuff, I'm down for anything. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, honestly, um, at this point, 
with um the new trilogy being so divisive like even the prequels weren't this divisive they were they, they were really universally yeah. hated by older star wars fans and now they're almost universally either loved or looked on with indifference by star wars fans who grew up with them um yeah and and then but like the new trilogy like sp- caused a schism in the star wars community it's almost like a it's almost like when uh, there are schisms in uh, religious groups because Star Wars kind of is one at this point. But uh, yeah, because oh, yeah. like now it's like everybody is deciding like I don't know are these New Testaments uh, like sacrilegious or are they or are they yeah. you know a part of the text? So yeah, and you'll also see like some like old trilogy and uh prequel trilogy people somewhat come together over their like no 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 this new thing doesn't count like like talking about the new trilogy and i'm not saying like all of it's bad it's just like compared to the other stuff it's like i don't know it's all opinion it's like you said it's divisive um but uh but yeah like once i heard the obi-wan thing i was like okay I'll, I'll watch that. I missed them yeah. too. Yeah, Ewan McGregor was a great Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. All right. So, into Marvel. All right. Marvel. So, um, to start with, uh, WandaVision got a new trailer. Um, oh, and also, I, sh- I should, re- uh, I, I want to remind listeners for anyone who's not keeping up with Marvel stuff the way we are. Um, the Marvel TV shows for Disney Plus that were already announced were, I believe, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Loki, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and What If. Um, which yeah. What If is going to be an animated series. Yeah, and it got yeah. a trailer. Oh, yes, it did. Oh, my gosh. But we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in, in time. Um, yeah, yeah, I want to tackle this list mostly in order of how it's presented here on the comicbook.com article that I have pulled up. Um, okay. So the WandaVision trailer. We'll start with that. I didn't watch it, but you did. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty much like uh, with this trailer, we get a little bit more information, and it's basically what we thought of. It's Scarlet Witch. Seems like she manifested this weird reality, almost like a bubble for herself. Um, I, it's hard to tell if she brought vision back to life or, or what it was, but like, it's, it, it really feels like she's just kind of gone crazy making this little false reality for herself. Um, and you kind of see cracks of that in the trailer and stuff. So it looks interesting because of that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how the heck it's going to play into the, yeah, the Marvel universe, especially yeah. the movies. Especially if she's supposed to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. Because yeah. um, it is... Because yeah. it's it's easy to be skeptical now because we have already had um, honestly, like, close to a decade of Marvel TV shows at this point where they've said, like, it's all connected, it's all in one universe... But um, it became pretty apparent pretty early on that, like, the TV shows and movies were never going to interact in any meaningful ways. Yeah. 
like yeah. agents of yeah. shield the um only major connection from movie to show was uh in captain america winter soldier when it's revealed that you know hydra's been in shield the whole time like that completely changed the entire tv show but that happened like halfway through season yeah. one yeah. so um and and yeah anytime like a new movie came out the show would have its obligatory tie-in episode but it was always a tie-in and name only um so like it became pretty apparent very early on that agents of shield was never actually going to reach into um the movies and have an effect um which at the time was definitely i think the best way to go about it anyway it's just um the way it was advertised um was uh, yeah because whenever those shows like agents of shield as well as the netflix shows whenever they were being announced like marvel entertainment was saying like yes these are part of this universe they're branches but they're still yeah, part and, of. and now with um and with uh like the Netflix shows, and even the Netflix shows have remnants of the movies in them because like there are mentions of some nebulous incident that happened um before the yeah, events yeah. of even the first Daredevil series, and uh in Luke Cage like they use alien technology and the weapons that they tried to hurt Luke with, so it's like. No, no, yeah, Netflix Netflix will try to incorporate it. I'm saying, like, the movies didn't yeah. give a crap. But the, but the thing is, the um, the Netflix shows were all so vague about everything, you could also just kind of chalk those up to, like, I don't know, it's just, it's just a weird situation, because they never called any of the Avengers by name. Um, there's just, you know, yeah. vague references to guys in suits of armor, you know, magic hammers falling from the sky, and big green monsters. It's like, and we we all know who they're supposed to be talking about, but at the same time, it's like after a while they stopped making those references. Like the first season of each of those shows all have like a reference to the Avengers in there somewhere. But as time went on, they all stopped referencing yeah. the Avengers and it starts to feel like the Netflix shows themselves have accepted that they don't exist in the same world anymore. But at the same time, it's like they worked so yeah. hard to establish that connection in the first place, though. It's like so yeah, anyway, um, as I was saying, yeah. it's easy to be skeptical about how these shows will connect, but the thing is, um, with uh, Kevin Feige now basically being the head over all of it, um, which is not the way it was for Marvel TV before, because um, now Marvel TV has been officially folded into Marvel Studios altogether. Um, yeah. So now with Kevin Feige just being the head over all of it, there is that more unified vision It's never going to be a singular vision with just the sheer number of people that have to be involved in making all this stuff but that more like unified connected vision between all of them with kevin feige at the head um and you know take it back to like the fact that he is more he's able to manage it all now um because again i don't want to say like he's the only person in control or that he's the only person whose vision like matters or is keeping things right. The reason I I am saying he's at the head of it all and not saying that he is in control of it all is because he's in more. Sorry, my dog keeps having barking fits, but yeah, he's, he's more in, um, in like a management position over this sort of stuff where like, 
he he yeah. has an idea of where things should go and all the people under him have ideas of where things should go and it's all their job to work together to get it moving in the same direction and that means everybody makes compromises but then everybody also um is trying to make like the best thing they possibly can based on the collaborative vision um yeah it's basically like a publisher working with its editors and and so yes exactly it's it's like how it's basically like how the comic books have to be put together um how they should be put together sometimes they're not that yeah yeah um but yeah so I'm excited to see how WandaVision affects the movies moving forward, especially since it has replaced Black Widow as the first um, piece of Marvel Phase 4. Black Widow was supposed to be the first piece of Marvel Phase 4, but since Black Widow is a flashback movie, um, an interquel, if you will... uh, (laughs) Um, it wasn't really going to have much of a long-term effect on Phase 4 other than serving to introduce like the Black Widow adjacent characters who are more than likely surviving her movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then whatever after credit scene they were yeah. going to have. Um, honestly, the, the way that um, a lot of people are speculating about it, and I, I have a tendency to lean in this direction as well, um, is the fact that one of the characters in the movie is uh, Yelena Belova, which was another Black Widow from the comics. So I think this might be a bit of a torch-passing mm. movie. Like I think this might be Scarlett Johansson's last time as Natasha, uh, but like the Black Widow title, oh, okay. I think, yeah. is being passed on to a new actress and character. Oh, okay. That's yeah, I... I, I think that might be the direction they're going. That's a lot of people are speculating that right now and I tend to agree with that. It seems like the most logical step considering where she ended up. Okay. Yeah. Um I guess I should I should have said this at the beginning, but um for anyone who's not caught up to Marvel movies uh but still cares about them, um uh firstly, I don't know how you're not caught up at this point if you do care about this stuff. Also, why are you listening yeah. to this podcast if you haven't seen something like Infinity or War or Endgame? But uh, anyway, spoilers for all of it, literally yeah. all of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, spoilers for every single Marvel movie ever. I mean, those were the two biggest movies, not just Marvel, two biggest yeah. movies basically ever. Yeah, and, so Endgame like... is currently the highest grossing movie in American history. It it yeah. toppled Avatar. Well, I think uh, I think just worldwide Endgame is uh, at the top. Oh yeah, yeah, worldwide probably that makes sense. Whatever. I live in America. That's the world to me. Yeah, yeah. America. America. No other countries even matter. <laughs> I'll drive my my Ford pickup around. It's the most American thing ever. Yeah. What you're telling me, most of the parts come from China. Wait, what? All right. Oh, come so, on. So, yeah. So, one division shaping up to look pretty interesting. Then, um, if if since that most recent trailer, as you said, seems to kind of just confirm our uh, 
yeah. our suspicions. But yeah, um, and and like I said before, like Darcy from the Thor movies is back. Uh, yeah, she there's like a flashing image. Yeah, of her and uh, Jimmy Woo, played by Randall Park from the Ant Man movies, is going to be in this as well. So I'm I'm excited oh, to see yeah, that because he was like one of the best parts of Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then you know there's you know new actors, one of which is playing an old character, but but yeah, it's looking to be interesting. January fifteenth, I can't wait! Oh my gosh, it's next month. <laughs> I was I was talking to my mom earlier, telling her like the endless onslaught of Marvel officially begins next month on January fifteenth. Like with, and I just thought about the, it. Yeah, like, like the fact that these are t like miniseries and TV shows now is like, it's not going to stop. There's always going to be a Marvel thing to watch. Yeah, I was gonna say it's always ongoing because each one of these are going to be like weekly, and with like, I guess I I'm not sure how long the uh, Wandavision thing is. I'm assuming eight episodes. Um, yeah, me less. too. Because Kevin Feige basically yeah. set um examples as like basically between six and ten episodes for all these shows yeah. which so ten, like, that's, a, that's uh, a long nowadays that's a long season for a streaming show oh my gosh my, yeah, mom's yeah. Yelling at my dog to get her to shut up now <laughs> <laughs> all right but, but yeah i mean like you have like Mandalorian soon to end, and then like right after you have. I mean, they they know this. They they purpose. Yeah, yeah. This is structured like this. to keep to then keep have, people paying for Disney Plus. But like, if these yeah, shows are have good, then I don't care. And, yeah, yeah. As soon as Wandavision is over, boom, you have uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. As soon as that's over, I don't know what else comes. Probably out after Hawkeye that. right after I don't know that. What if comes out? At, Hawkeye, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Or Loki, one of the two. But um Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, it's like you said, like Hawkeye not Hawkeye. Falcon and Wonder Soldier has a March release now, so um that's right yeah. as WandaVision is wrapping up. Trying to make sure they get your uh whatever the price is now, seven ninety nine which month or whatever. For a streaming service like Disney Plus, seven ninety nine is super reasonable. Sorry, we're yeah, not we're not sponsored or anything. We're not being paid to say any of this. These are personal opinions. I I feel like I have to, um, like, just float that out there. These are personal opinions. Um, no one's being paid to say anything. But yeah, like for me, seven ninety nine is a, is a super reasonable price for a monthly subscription to a streaming service. Yeah, no, it's it's as not, it is. Uh, that's it's not that's what I pay all. for my Funimation Now account. So, you know, that's yeah, super doable. Because yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, Hulu I think is like fourteen ninety nine. I might it might be less than that. I might be no HBO Max is fourteen. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, now that, yeah, that that to me is that's that's like Netflix is crazy with with their fee as well yeah i think it's like close to the hbo max fee but the thing is like netflix is like established itself yeah. like you can't i know i know you have big properties and stuff hbo max but you can't just start i'm sure it didn't start at 14.99 but people didn't start paying attention to it 
till now yeah, cause, where it is yeah because the free trials are over yeah uh and there's just not a ton on it honestly with hbo i mean like it's yes if you want to watch some hbo series or whatever or sure. really anything you want to watch some brother warner brother movies. movies yeah but that's like really it yeah um having access to the uh uh studio ghibli library uh sounds like a you know a good get for me but like i don't know i can get all those on blu-ray and then like i just pay once for each and don't have to yeah yeah like pay like yeah paying 14.99 because that would be one of the primary reasons i would get hbo max is for the studio ghibli movies but um does it have them? Uh, I don't. And that's the thing. I don't even know if it has them all. I know it has Spirited Away, My Neighbor Totoro, Howl's Moving Castle, like all the big ones, as far as I'm aware. But I don't know if it's got yeah, like some yeah. of the lesser known ones, like a, uh, um, like I don't know. I think The Wind Rises might be a lesser known. One. No, no, no. That's a that's a Miyazaki directed one. That's the last one he directed. So that one's definitely a big deal. But uh, I don't know. Like some of the lesser known Ghibli movies, like. I don't know it's hard to name them. I guess my neighbors, the Yamadas, well, kind of is the, lesser known. Kind of the main reason I I mentioned that is because like with Disney Plus, like Disney Plus doesn't have all its Disney stuff on there. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. but that is a little strange. Now that we're um finally ready to uh uh continue. Um, the next thing on the uh, uh, list is w- the What If trailer, which I did see that trailer. Yes. Okay. So this is a, uh, cause I have my, I have like listed in terms of like stuff I'm interested in. This is number two on my list of stuff I'm interested oh, in. Oh, just a second. There's an advertisement playing on the page. Nice. Stop. Stop. No, pause. Stop. God. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, start over from the beginning with what you were saying about what if. Oh, I was saying like um, basically all this stuff I had kind of labeled like from stuff I like most to stuff I care least about. Um, And this was number two on stuff I like most. This, uh, what if thing after seeing the trailer like the first half i was a little bit off because i was like "Ah, i don't know about this animation choice but the last half once you actually see it moving once you see the action moving with the animation like okay okay you got me this is good the overall um character designs and just the like and the way it's lit uh, because it is uh, 3D CGI animation. Um, so yeah. the way it's lit and the overall character designs reminds me a lot of the Dragon Prince from Netflix. But um, the way that it moves for What If, though, is way smoother than the Dragon Prince. Because yeah. in Dragon Prince, they intentionally drop frames, which they overdid it for the first season, um, to kind of simulate the way 2D animation looks. Um, but, like... I don't know if you're working with 3d animation like use the actual advantages of working with 3d animation rather than trying to make it look like 2d animation yeah like use what you have at your disposal um 
don't try to like f- force it to look like it's a a 2D show because then people are going to be asking the question, well, why didn't they just you know animate it traditionally? And the answer to that is because it's more expensive, but a lot of people aren't going to be happy with that answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was like that first half. I was a little worried because the animation to me it reminded me of the uh, that animated Iron Man movie. Oh, which one? And like I just maybe it was the Invincible. The, Iron okay, Man. I haven't seen that one. I've I've wanted to for a while though. Is it good? Uh, I don't remember anything about oh, okay. it, so <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Cool. Um, because there is one animated Iron Man movie that I've seen. It was a, uh, it was the Iron Man anime movie uh, called Rise of Technovore. Oh, I have never even seen that. One. It's it was okay. Um, the uh, it was it was a weird movie too because like the entire plot hinged on like apparently War Machine died, um, but in the end it turns out he was actually alive, so it's all okay. But uh. Like apparently, War Machine died, and um, Obadiah Stane's uh, son Ezekiel was like merging with the Technovore to fight Iron Man. And for some reason, Iron Man was on the run from Shield, and Black Widow and Hawkeye were chasing him down. So he had to like lay low and team up with the Punisher, who was voiced by Norman Reedus, to get away from Hawkeye really? and Black Widow. Uh-huh. So it's very interesting as far as Iron Man stories go. Yeah, and it and it was as, like technically, I think it was the end of Marvel's anime shows that they did a while ago. Like they had four anime shows, and Iron Man was the first one. Um, yeah, and then like that Rise of Technovore movie was like the last Marvel anime thing they did with Studio Madhouse. Um, it's also the best looking thing they did with Studio Madhouse, <laughs> um, and uh, it was like it was totally quite different from the show. Cause I've seen the show and um, uh, like it was, it was totally pretty different. Like it, it was very much like a typical anime where it has like this very quiet beginning and very quiet ending where it's like all philosophical and all seems almost like intentionally obtuse and hard to grasp. And then like the movie is yeah, an action yeah. movie. And then, you know, it has that ending where it's like a uh, ph- ph- philosophy. <laughs> How about it? <laughs> I just want to see Iron Man beat up Metal Guy. <laughs> and and when Metal Guy. Seriously, yeah. your name's Metal Guy? All the cool metal names are taken. There's already Tin Man, Titanium Man, Iron Man, probably a Steel Man. I think there's a Gold Man out there somewhere, Cobalt Man, Mercury Man. <laughs> it just goes down the elemental list. And then anytime, anytime I try to use Metal something... There's always a name for it. There's a metal man. There's a metal dude. There's a metal bud. I didn't even want metal bud, but like, hey, like, <laughs> name's a name. Come on. Yeah, name's a name. I'm legitimately shocked metal guy was not taken before metal bud. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, what if is looking pretty dope. Um, looks like yeah. there's some interesting concepts for episodes in there. Obviously, Peggy Carter being the super soldier instead of Steve. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange being evil. I'm wondering what the setup is for that. Like, maybe Doctor... Like, what if Doctor Strange had, like, m- m- uh, sold his soul to Dormammu or something? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what yeah. that And it looks like the normal Doctor Strange is going to his world to fight him, which, eh, it's not really a what if then. 
Yeah. Uh, one of them looks like. And then also, what like if T'Challa that... became Star Lord? Yeah. Hang yeah, on, yeah. My, my dog won't shut up that. again. So, um, are we moving on to the next thing, or do we want to talk about what if? Just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean that. That was basically the Watcher. Yeah. I I think that's an interesting setup. Like I know the the oh, Watcher yeah, looking yeah. at other universes is the setup for the comic book What If as well. But um, yeah, like the the idea of like a TV show hosted by the Watcher is interesting. Yeah, and the idea that Commissioner Gordon became the Watcher. The new Commissioner Gordon. It's voiced by that guy, J.K. Simmons. Or no 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 oh no no oh no 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 the new new commissioner the, the new Batman okay. sorry yeah, we've yeah. gone through a couple versions of Batman pretty quick oh yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's voiced by him yeah he's got a nice voice yeah um, oh yeah I, I completely forgot about Ben Affleck Batman Commissioner Gordon I forgot yeah. about that <laughs> alrighty. All right, so um, the next one is the Loki trailer, which I haven't watched. I that was that's my number one that you're excited for of all this stuff. Yeah, I I dug it pretty well. Um, I'm okay. So I at first when I saw it, obviously like Loki at uh, was it Endgame where he grabbed the Tesseract it, and teleported. Yes, away? yeah, in Endgame okay, so. the. Uh the past version. So this is technically an alternate version of Loki that the show is going to be about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Loki we knew he yep. died. Got choked out by Thanos. Is, yeah, this is still Loki. Just one from like six or seven years before. Yeah, pre-redemption uh, arc Loki. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so whenever he grabs the Tesseract, this is in the trailer, he's like transported to like the desert almost like um iron man in iron man one whenever he like crashes in his mark one iron man right. suit, he, like crashes in the desert um and at first i thought it was going to be like mostly a time travel thing where loki's going to be like time traveling to different periods and stuff but i think when he used the tesseract it sent him back to i think the 60s is what it seems okay. like. It is time travel, but I thought he'd do like more time hopping and stuff. I think it's just the six. That is a little weird because um, um, with the Tesseract being the casing for the Space Stone, you wouldn't think it would like do time stuff. You'd think it would just do space stuff. Yeah, if, if it's not that, then like he runs into, uh, I forgot what they're called, but it's like Marvel's like time cops basically the time variance authority that's it yeah he runs into those and like the the main actor for that is owen mm. wilson um and uh yeah like he, he looks like a old owen wilson he has like a almost like a commissioner gordon mustache <laughs> and doesn't have long hair like he yeah has. i definitely have to watch the trailers that i forgot to watch before no, I watched the Falcon and Winter Soldier like, trailer yeah. and that was pretty much and the what if trailer that was pretty much it yeah yeah but uh but yeah it looks like it's like set in the 60s it has like the time cop stuff um yeah I, I really have no um, idea where uh, it's going to go but the trailer makes it look like really cool and the best part about it at the very end of the trailer it 
not really implies. I think it just says it. I think Loki is D.B. Cooper <laughs> because uh, he goes on this plane and he like grabs like this suitcase full of money and he's he's like he looks like D.B. Cooper. Like, he has the suit. He has the cut hair. He's wearing sunglasses yeah. and he like jumps out of the back of the plane and like he like calls Heimdall like after he jumps out of the back of the plane and he gets like uh, like sucked um, by the whatever yeah. it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the Bifrost? He gets tell. I mean, yeah, yeah. He gets teleported by the Bifrost. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like it showed that. I was like, ah, oh, that's yeah. I've seen, um, Loki's DVD I did see too. one screenshot. It looks like they might do a little bit of vote Loki in this as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a he's got the uh, all the buttons, him and his henchmen. So that's interesting. Yeah, the trailer looked interesting. Like, okay, so I. I was more hyped for it when I believed it was him hopping all over time. I'm a little less hyped that it's only in the 60s, but that still is yeah. cool. But I thought he'd be like hopping around everywhere because there was that scene where he has like the vote Loki buttons on and he has like people around him, like henchmen. Yeah. And they're all wearing like different outfits. Like one is wearing like almost like, um, like a Genghis Khan type attire. The other is wearing like, some other period type attire and that's what it made me think but i think it's just like they're in like a museum or something and they just like suited up mm. that or something i don't know but uh it still looks good either way yeah i'm excited for loki um yeah the thing is so many of these don't have release dates yet yeah which is annoying that one if the since the trailer came out that tells me it'll probably come out after uh Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right, then next up would be Hawkeye, which we have, I believe, talked about a little bit before. Um, Yeah, yeah. uh, I'm generally excited for this because I think Hawkeye is an underappreciated character. Um, I hear too many people on the internet like make fun of Hawkeye because he's like, he's the Avenger who doesn't actually do anything. It's like, Dude, um, of course he does things, but like everyone's like, yeah, Hawkeye's yeah, like dude. the useless member of the team. It's like, but he's not—he's not useless though. He did stuff. Yeah. Being a utility player doesn't make you useless. Yeah. Just because he doesn't like shoot lightning out of his eyes, he could shoot a like a. Like a shocky arrow, if that's what you want. Yeah. You could shoot two shocky arrows at the same time. Yeah, and, and some people say like, "Oh, but Black Widow uh, already has like shocky stun stuff." Yeah, but guess how many bodies she has? One. That's pretty limiting for her, her coverage on the battlefield. Yeah. But yeah. 
so yeah, I'm generally excited for Hawkeye. I don't know um, if there's anything we can really say about it that hasn't already been said. All right, so next up is the marvelous yes. Miss Marvel. Yes, yes. I, I I think I watched the. It wasn't a trailer. It was like a. Uh, it was just like Kevin Feige saying like, yeah. We got this. And then, like, the reaction of the actress whenever she was told that she'd be playing Miss Marvel. Like, that was basically it. Yeah. And then it was, like, the director saying, like, this is going to be a good movie. Yeah. And that was basically it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, um, another miniseries TV show thing that they're doing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. It's a miniseries. I forgot about that. Um, also, it was confirmed that uh, Iman Vellani, who will be playing Kamala Khan, uh, is going to be in the next Captain Marvel movie. Oh, okay. Because cool. um, it says here, Vellani and WandaVision's Paris, who um, that's referring to, uh, just a second here, Tayana Paris, who is playing Monica Rambeau, the adult Monica Rambeau. Um, will both be in Captain Marvel 2. Which has a release date, November 11th, 2022. Nice. Two years from now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyone who listens to uh, this podcast regularly already knows we have sort of a, a, a vague admiration for Miss Marvel without knowing a whole lot about her. Um, but I soon will learn more about her. I have the whole collection of her first series. Ah. I'll read it sometime within the next Cool. Week so two. at least one of us will actually start to know what we're talking about <laughs> when we discuss her in the future. Yeah, year two, yeah. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm just generally excited for a Miss Marvel TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the character. All right. Um, so next up here is another one that I'm excited for because with um, the fact that uh, Marvel Studios owns the movie rights to the Hulk now, um, they're, they have way more freedom to do Hulk-related stuff in the movies and TV shows. So um, She-Hulk is next up. Uh, with Tatiana Maslany, I think that's how you pronounce her name, uh, playing the title role of She-Hulk. Um, and Mark Ruffalo and Tim Roth are both going to be back for this show. Oh, yeah, cool. Cool. Mark Ruffalo obviously has Bruce Banner, which means if this, you know, assuming this is a post-Endgame show, they're going to have to CGI him up as like Perma-Hulk. Um, yeah, and yeah. also, they're going to, have to do the same thing to Tim Roth because he's the Abomination, and yeah. the Abomination doesn't switch forms. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless they come up with some sort of excuse, like, "Oh yeah, we can switch forms whenever we want now," or something like that to save on the CGI budget. But uh, I don't know. That's Disney; they can afford it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like. 
and we'll get into like one of the big shows in a second but like you see you saw one of these trailers and like there's an end part where it's like this looks like something in a movie yeah in terms of it looking good so yeah they can yeah yeah i'm definitely looking forward to some more some more love for the Hulk finally happening in the MCU. Like I know that he is definitely one of their higher profile characters, but the fact that he hasn't had a solo movie since the incredible Hulk back in 2008 um, is a shame. And that was 100% because of the relationship between uh, Marvel and universal. Yeah. So now that Marvel has the movie rights to the Hulk back, um, they can do whatever they want with him again. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, we're going through these pretty quick. <laughs> well, some of them are just like, and now yeah, there's some of there's them. There's a lot like, of these words. It's it's there's not a lot to go on. It's, yeah, a lot of them. It's like <clears throat> we've heard that it's already like coming out, but they're just saying like this actor's yeah or this that yeah at, that was like at this point it's it's too it's, early to announce too much anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. But this next one sounds like it might be sort of a big deal. Um, Secret Invasion, which is, is, a, is series. a series announced that's for Disney+. Crazy. Like, that's a series. Yeah, not a movie. You're making that a series. Yeah. Like, that seems like, at the very least, it would have been a movie, yeah. if not like, like a big, big stuff movie. building. Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the yeah. same time, with the expectations that would come with calling a movie Secret Invasion, like, how do you possibly, ma- like, get everything in there you're supposed to yeah. manage that? You know what I mean? Yeah, that is true. So, honestly, doing a series might be for the best, especially given the concept it seems they're going with. Because um, the MCU version of the Skrulls are pretty much good guys. Um, yeah. So, this this one has Nick Fury and uh, Talos the scroll played by Ben Mendelsohn um, as it's two leads, it seems. So um, the fact that it's called secret invasion. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea like what direction they're going to take that then. Yeah. But I am definitely intrigued, especially with the post credit scene after Spider-Man far from home. trying to remember oh wait was it like the oh yeah it was revealed that like uh fury and uh whatever her name is maria hill or maria hill yeah yeah they were yeah yeah talos and his wife had taken fury and hill's place and fury was apparently in space with a a bunch of other scrolls doing stuff yeah yeah, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it's like you said, the scrolls are good guys, because, like, <clears throat> Fury is, like, teamed up with them and basically had them take his place while he was in space. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that. Okay, so th- this next one is movie information now, um, rather than TV show stuff. They announced a lot of Disney Plus stuff, but that's because a huge chunk of their movie slate had already been announced earlier this year. Well, early yeah. last year, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kevin Feige did confirm that Christian Bale is going to be the villain in um, Thor Love and Thunder and 
Ahoy. I'm the god. Yeah, yeah, of all characters, he's playing Gore the God Butcher. Uh, or God Butcher. Yeah, which, which means that they are definitely going for the Jason Aaron run uh, in terms of inspiration. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> especially since they pretty much confirmed that with Natalie Portman coming back as Jane Foster, she's going to be the Jane Foster version of Thor. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so the fact that they're uh, getting Christian Bale in there as Gore the God Butcher, I'm I'm curious how it's going to work out like for for a movie because um, kind of the entire yeah. point of the God Butcher storyline wasn't really even what happened in that storyline by itself. It's more about the repercussions of it because um, oh, okay, because yeah, Gore killed a bunch of gods and it took three versions of Thor from three different points in his life uh, from across time to work together to defeat Gore. Um, and once, once they did um, at first you're thinking, Oh, well then that's that, you know, the God butcher's dead. He's gone. But then in the original sin um, event, which was written by Jason Aaron, uh, Thor becomes unworthy of the hammer and it's revealed later on in the Thor series that the reason he became unworthy of the hammer is because Nick Fury whispered in his ear that Gore was right, which caused like such an overwhelming wave of like self doubt to come down on Thor that he just immediately became unworthy of Mjolnir because neither he or the hammer knew whether or not he should even be holding the thing. So like Gore's story is definitely more about the impact he has after the fact than it is about the actual story. Yeah, because it's it's Marvel Universe, so they can, or or Marvel Cinematic Universe, so they'll change it up however which way. Because I was about to say, <clears throat> will they eventually? do the unworthy Thor arc or, or what will they do? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because like I said, it's, there's almost no it's, talent. I, um, I te- when I was texting you last night, I think it was about this. Um, what, and I was saying Christian Bale wouldn't have been my first choice for the God Butcher, but at the same time, I don't know who my first choice would have been. Because the longer a character from comic books sticks around, the more fluid their personality becomes. So it's easier to cast an actor in their role. But the thing is, Gore was introduced in 2013, and he has featured in exactly two storylines, one for like 11 issues and the other one for four issues. Um, yeah. And he has only ever been written and illustrated by his co-creators. Like nobody else has touched his character. Um the closest anyone's come to messing with Gore is Donny Cates, and all he did was explain where his black sword came from uh and he did that in the venom comics um so yeah like the the fact that gore has only been written by his creators means he's actually super well defined which makes it harder to adapt him i think because like how do you change that character properly to you know get him ready for a movie without completely like betraying what he's about um now as long as they keep the motivation of he kills gods because he feels like the gods ignored him 
um, then, you know, that generally works, but then they would have to go to the lengths of explaining like how the gods ignored him. And it's a very dark story yeah. overall. So I'm wondering how they would work that into the PG 13 um, Thor movie, which are overall comedies nowadays. After Ragnarok yeah. and with Taika yeah, Waititi they... coming back for Love <laughs> Thunder. Yeah, they definitely did. Oh my gosh, my throat. <clears throat> Sorry, I was drinking Sprite and it Got just caught. like clogged up my throat. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what they'll do. But it's like Marvel, nine out of ten times, even when they change up continuity and all that stuff with comics, they usually pull out on top with something. Yeah. Nine out of ten times. Yeah, I have faith in the project. I'm just curious where it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially now that, yeah, it's been confirmed the God Butcher's the villain of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, right. So, um, and oh, also some interesting tidbits. Now, officially, the first... MCU series to reach four movies is the Avengers but the first solo um, character to get four movies is going to be Thor by the time Love and Thunder comes out oh yeah that's right there's a oh my gosh this sprite (laughs) you alright yeah I sound like a chainsaw. Yeah, but, um, and also the first um, Marvel tr- like trilogy for all three movies to be directed by the same director is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Did he? He did direct yeah, the second one. James yeah, Gunn right. directed wow. the second one, and since they brought him back for number three, um, you know, after the whole thing yeah. where they pretended to fire him, um, yeah, he's yeah. officially going to be the first director to direct. Uh, an entire trilogy of um, Marvel movies. Nice. Unless, wait, unless the next um, Ant-Man movie comes out first, and then it'll be Peyton Reed. Oh, yeah. I don't know. All right. Speaking of directors who work with Marvel frequently... The um, next thing we're talking about is they, they uh, ooh, I cannot tell you how excited I am for this one. Oh, I'm getting really fired up, actually. I'm getting really, really, like, happy and excited just thinking about this. <laughs> Fantastic Four. The Fantastic yeah. Four. God, I love the Fantastic Four so much. And as, as corny and cheesy and dopey and doofy as those first two Fantastic Four movies were, um, the, the first two were released in theaters anyway um, I can't bring myself to dislike either of them There's, they're so much more enjoyable than the most yes Fantastic um was just yeah. a train wreck of a movie and way too dark and edgy for the Fantastic Four um, yeah. there are some characters I think Zack Snyder has shown us um, in recent years there are some characters that don't need the gritty dark reboot yeah. So um, the Fantastic Four are very tonally similar to Superman in their stories. And uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. And John Watts, the guy who's been directing the most recent Spider Man series, is going to direct Fantastic Four. 
So I cool. definitely approve of that because he's shown with the Spider-Man movies, he definitely has the tone and the feeling down for the um, like Fantastic Four adjacent superheroes because that's what Spider-Man is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sp- Spider-Man is uh, very much like because the Fantastic Four, they were, you know, Marvel's first family, and the Marvel shared universe definitely started with Fantastic Four number one in the 60s. So when Spider-Man first came along, a lot of people probably saw him as like, oh yeah, he's Fantastic Four adjacent. He's in the same world that the Fantastic yeah. Four are in, rather than thinking of it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Nowadays, people are like, oh, the Fantastic Four are in the same world as Spider-Man. But that's not the way yeah. it started. Right. So, uh, yeah, um, but yeah, John Watts has definitely uh, I proven himself, I think, with uh, being able to represent that spirit of whimsy while also taking it seriously that comes with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if he hadn't directed the Spider-Man movies, it obviously, to me, would be like, why'd you pick this guy? Because his other movies are just mm, mediocre. Yeah. But he, he proved himself. With the Spider-Man movie, so I'll I'll, I'll give it to him. I, I yeah, he's that. he's shown that he um, knows how to uh, direct um, competently made and well-made um, superhero action movies uh, that are just good, clean, like low-level fun. Like because the yeah. Spider-Man movies in and of themselves definitely don't have an impact on the larger Marvel storyline. They're mostly about progressing Peter's personal story, um, his character arc, yeah, yeah. and his relationships with his friends. And anytime Spider-Man's involved with something big, he's in someone else's movie. Oh, now it's your dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see <clears throat> what neighbor it is today. <laughs> Who's on my hit list next? It's, it's fantastic. Wait, wait. Say that again. <laughs> what? Fantastic. That's perfect. We'll be called the fan. Stupid. Yeah, fan. yeah. Doing the doing the. We can't say the name of the thing in the movie. Yeah. Like uh, like um, in the in the Incredible Hulk when uh. When Doctor Stern is like, oh, the concoction oh, yeah. could be an abomination. It's like, yeah. just say his name. Yeah, yeah. Just call him that then, for the love of God. My like, name is the concoction. Like, has a nice ring to it, right? Right. We're we're Everyone all we're dream? already we're already watching a superhero movie. Give us what we just give us the name. Yeah. But they've started doing that for the most part now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think like the first, I mean, it probably happened before, but like the first time they really were like, who cares was like the the introduction of Star-Lord, where he's like, I'm Star-Lord, because that's already a dumb name. Yeah. And, and like, but but they had him say it, and then you had that one guy like, who? who? Yeah, you make fun of him through the whole thing, because that, cause then yeah. that gets, like, cause then for the people who aren't super into comic book stuff, um when like if you don't take it seriously that helps get them on board a little bit easier yeah yeah exactly because like you back in back in 2003 and you're like i'm daredevil it's like yeah okay yeah. <laughs> like you're trying a little too hard man 
Um, like, yeah, I, and I understand, but at the same time, though, it's like, I don't want them to make fun of it too much because it's like, okay, now you're just completely undermining the point now. <laughs> like, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy did it just the right amount. Yeah, yeah. Where, where like, yeah, they have that moment at the beginning where he's like, I'm Star-Lord. He's like, who? But then at the yeah. end, he's like, Star-Lord. And Peter's like, finally. Like, he yeah, gets exactly. that recognition. He gets that validation of, like, yeah, he's Star-Lord. And yeah. everyone's going to know his name. Like, I, that, that's, I'm on board for that. But um, anyway, so, yeah, next, next topic. Um, They're coming out with a night monkey. <laughs> oh, mon dieu. Um, it's uh, Armor Wars. And I am excited yeah. for this. Because yeah, I it's like pretty cool. War it's Machine. cool that it's a series. It's a series, yes. It's another Disney Plus series. And I like War Machine. And um, this feels, I like this. I like that he gets a solo thing. Yeah, and it makes sense too because I it's been a while, but I have read the Armor Wars arc in Iron yeah. Man, and like obviously it's it's Tony Stark, but like this makes sense. It's it's literally just the Armor Wars arc is what it sounds like, but like Rhodey is like in Tony Stark's position of like trying to take out the the Stark tech that is basically all over, like multiple different companies have gotten a hold of it and he has to take it out basically yeah this sounds like um this does sound like the next like logical step after the death of iron man because um yeah because obviously you know with his death he he left a few like he was a billionaire with a huge company and a lot of technology everywhere he left a huge mess behind just as a matter of course for you know after dying so like it would be up to friends and family to kind of clean that up especially war machine since you know it kind of it like a lot of people um you know watching the movies a lot of people would think like oh well the responsibility as like the symbol of the the uh, of the superhero world now kind of falls to spider-man with iron man's death but like i don't know the responsibility of iron man kind of falls on war machine's shoulders now Yes, yeah, he's yeah. the only other iron person remaining since I'm assuming Pepper yeah. immediately hung up the rescue suit after Tony's death. Yeah, she was I'm never sure. okay with him being Iron Man. Why would she suddenly just become rescue now that she's got a daughter to take care of as a single mother? A single yeah, mother no, with a lot of money, so it's she... going to be a lot easier for her than other single mothers, but still. Yeah, the only reason she donned that suit that one time was because this is the end of the yeah. world, basically, or end of the universe. Essentially. Yeah, everyone, all hands on deck. The final battle of a war that Tony had been fighting for over a decade at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So the responsibility of Iron Man definitely falls to Rhodey's shoulders, because, like I said after uh tony's death he's the only like ready-made iron person left yeah so yeah that's definitely going to be interesting and like i said i like the idea of a war machine solo um story in the mcu and i i 
Yeah, and I like the idea of something like this series, I think, so that we can keep coming back to it. Yeah, something like this definitely works for a series because it's in in the Armor Wars comic. I know the show is going to be a lot better because the comic is entertaining, but it's not yeah, amazing. It's but like, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. But in the comic, it was essentially like, all right, go here and beat this Iron Man type guy because this company has it. All right, now after that, go here and beat this Iron Man. It's essentially like each episode would be like fighting a new uh, yeah. battle, basically. Um, oh, and you know what I just realized about all these TV shows? This is the opportunity to put, like, to showcase more villains than the movies can. I just, yeah, I just, yeah, really that good. just, like, yeah. dawned on me that, like, yeah, like, if this is Armor Wars, then Rhodey could fight a bunch of Iron Man villains who never got a chance to shine in the movies since Iron Man was just a trilogy. Yeah, they really Cause, could. Yeah, because in the movies, all we got was Ironmonger, Justin Hammer, Whiplash, who then put on an Iron Man suit, uh, um, yeah. Aldrich Killian, and a pre-Mandarin, um, uh, an appetizer Mandarin, yeah. since the real one's going to be in Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like this, this like we could see things like characters like the Crimson Dynamo or Titanium Man make an appearance in an Armor Wars series. That'd be interesting. That would be pretty cool. Or if you want to get a little weirder with it, maybe Stingray somewhere in there. Stingray's an Iron Man villain, right? uh, I don't remember. uh, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. Yeah. I just want Trevor Slatery to come back. My name's Trevor Trevor Slatery. Oh my gosh, and Justin Hammer should also come back for this. That would be so awesome. That's the thing. It'd be a missed, oppor- missed opportunity if they didn't involve at least Hammer. Uh, is it Industries? Is it just Industries? I think so. Yeah, Hammer Industries or something like that. If yeah, if they they should at least involve that in this. Yeah. If not, bring Sam Rockwell back. Like at least talk about this company. Yeah. Like taking some but iron. They should packers. definitely put in the effort to get Sam Rockwell back. Oh no. Yeah, they definitely should. Yeah. Because, like, that's just a wasted opportunity if you don't even try. Yeah, exactly. Like, because, and I, I think I've said this before, but one thing I love about the idea of these TV shows is the fact that it gives them the chance to explore in depth the parts of the Marvel Universe that do not get to shine or even be represented at all in the movies. Because a movie yeah, has yeah. a story to tell and it's got to, you know, keep a tight enough plot to get it done in a reasonable amount of time. Like yeah. a movie doesn't have time for the things a TV show has time for. So like fleshing out the heroes and villains, both in a little more detail through these shows is definitely something that they're going to have the chance to do now. Um, yeah. And a lot of people probably are just going to stick to the movies because either they don't care about the shows or they don't want to um, pay for Disney plus. But um, so I, while I do hope these shows actually have an effect on the movies and do have that strong connection, I'm also thinking to myself, like, they're going to have to balance those movies in a way that um, it's not completely alienating to someone who doesn't watch the shows. Yeah. Yeah, because ultimately, your big... Honestly, your big money getter is going to be the box offices once that comes back. Yeah. 
but also also in case like things don't entirely come back we're also kind of like placing a second bet on putting all these shows on here so that if box office stuff doesn't entirely come back hey we already got a bunch of established stuff here so they're they're kind of set either way they're because like this announcement because you saw all this different disney plus stuff is just like yeah i'm sure they were planning on this i think some of the stuff they like not rushed into production but like focused on more now since like a lot of the movies they can't focus on as much now because of everything going on with yeah. covid so they're like putting a little bit more emphasis on disney plus now yeah. compared to half a year ago yeah disney in general but especially where marvel is concerned seems to be leaning pretty heavily on um the content for disney plus yeah because again they're having about the same amount of marvel movies every year that they were going to have anyway it seems it's going to be about three movies a year um yeah but uh yeah but now with with tv shows constantly having new episodes for marvel on disney plus pretty much come january um like the marvel universe is now is we're on the verge of marvel being an ever like present basically alternate world to ours like we're we're getting a real-time look at an alternate history where superheroes exist it's just a couple years ahead of us now yeah um so yeah (laughs) with what what's end game taking place in 2025 and all that oh yeah yeah right 2024 no 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 it took place in 2024 because it would have been no 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 2023 sorry because it would have been five years after Infinity War, which took place in 2018. So yeah, so Marvel is um, about like their timeline is four years ahead of the real world timeline. Ah, but when did uh, I think it was Homecoming? When did that take place? Oh, one of them. I can't remember. Is one of the Spider-Man movies like their time is? Off. Yeah, yeah. They they released an official timeline a little while ago. Uh, like it, like a couple months ago, I think it was for like the exact timeline for when these movies come out. Um, but then also, Homecoming introduces other weird timeline stuff, like the whole eight years later thing um, after That's the Avengers. Yeah, but later. like <laughs> that was not eight years later. <laughs> yeah, that like how do you how do you let you something mess that, up on that's that? Big, like you could have just yeah. said like some time later or. <laughs> yeah you could yeah exactly yeah you could just said years later or or like you said some time later is perfect yeah. so that way it's like because uh, then that calls into question like you know when does the avengers take place it's like obviously yeah. like obviously for the most part these movies are supposed to take place when they release but um yeah just but those are small details that are very easy to ignore so yeah 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 um but it is one of those things where it's like come on man like that that wasn't that hard <laughs> guy writing the movie yeah screen screenwriters who we are going to leave unrecognized because we can't be bothered to look you up <laughs> yeah sorry but um 
but yeah. So anyway, on to the next uh, Disney Plus series, I believe. Um, yes. Another Iron Man adjacent thing, Ironheart. Yeah, this will actually be pretty. Yeah, it's Riri Williams, the I believe the last character uh, Brian Bendis created for Marvel before um, piecing out and heading over to DC. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because um, he was. Once all new, all different Marvel started, he was their Iron Man guy. Yeah, yeah, he was. Now I'm trying to think, because, like, uh, I think she was 2016. Let me check. Yeah, this is actually a really, um, really, really, sad. yeah, like, uh, Ironheart getting a TV show. This is a faster comic to TV turnover than even Miss Marvel get, is getting. And yeah, because because I was about to get to that because in the trailer for the Miss Marvel show, I'm looking forward to the Miss Marvel show. But in the trailer, they were like, "This is the the fastest like turnaround. Like people want this character. It's the fastest turnaround from comic to to sh- to show or movie." But then, like once I heard the Ironheart thing, I was like, "The Ironheart thing kind of just like." <laughs> like spits in the face of that. Yeah, Mar- Marvel is actually. Um, adapting new characters to the screen way faster now because um, I know this is technically Sony animation, but like Miles, it took him about six years from introduction to movie. Um, Miles Morales. Um, yeah. And yeah. now with uh, this Miss Marvel TV show, I want to. She was she was introduced in 2014, right? Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's another like six year um turnover, and then. Yeah, Riri, I think, is 2016, so that's like four years from introduction to it. Well, of course, these shows would be coming out next year or and the year after. Yeah, so like, yeah. Ironheart, I'm assuming, is pretty distant from us. Yeah, so by the time it comes out, it'll probably be like equal with Miss Marvel in terms of span of time. When the time comes, when I have children who are old enough to watch Marvel movies, when the time comes to show them the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, making sure I have a Disney Plus subscription at the time, because Disney's going to be around forever. They're going to outlive us all. Um, and Disney Plus is... Over. Yeah, and Disney Plus is just going to exist for all time, and we're going to have to accept that. Like, it's just it's just going to be there when I have children. Um, I Like, it's going to take me, I think, a lot of research, because I don't know that I'll be able to remember all of it, gonna take me a bit of research to be able to show my kids all the stuff in order because right now i have the entire marvel cinematic time cinematic universe timeline memorized but once these shows start up that's going to be harder to keep track of because some of these are going to overlap with each other yeah they're going to have to and and not only that whenever you're going to have like movies shows whenever you're going to have those going on at the same time and stuff it's like okay what takes place when is this that sort of thing you're going to be you're going to look like uh uh charlie from uh it's always yeah yeah yeah. the the red pins everywhere and stuff and try to make connections all righty so yeah ironheart i'm looking forward to that i never i never um understood the the vitriolic hate for Riri Williams um, as a character. Yeah, I, I didn't really get it either. Because like, I don't know, it's, it's just a, another new character. 
I yeah. I think it did have something to do with the way she was introduced because they were like, oh, she's the next Iron Man character, basically. Like, she's the next Iron Man. She's replacing Tony Stark. Was the idea? So I think that's that might be why people hated it. But like again, I I look at everything through the lens of someone who's been reading comic books my entire life, and all I can think is like, it's it's not permanent. It was never going to be permanent. She was never yeah, going to be like, the next <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah, you think Tony Stark is dead, and even if he comes back, he won't become Iron Man again? Like, there's that angry puppy again. Yeah, dang neighbors. <laughs> See, somehow it's significantly less annoying when your dog starts barking than when mine starts barking. Let me see if it is neighbors. Have to call in uh, for a subway sandwich. Wink, wink. <laughs> that that means a uh, an airstrike. Oh, I see. Okay, it's your special military code for, with your yeah. with your contacts and the NSA and all that or whatever it is. CIA probably. Yeah, can I get one BLT. At and then I tell them my neighbor's address, and then boom. <laughs> BLT is code for big lumpy turd. <laughs> they just like leave a, a flaming bag of crap on their door. So, oh, just like in a Disturbia starring Shia LaBeouf. Uh, yeah, but our, yeah. uh, I think our audio glitched out a little too much during that discussion of that episode when we covered it, so I ended up cutting that out. So that joke won't make sense if I leave it in. Uh-huh. But it's showing I'm becoming more and more like old Shia. Like actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Hunting people down. Running through the woods with your stump leg. <laughs> Alrighty. Next topic. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, just in general, there's a couple things that got announced. Um, what got announced? There is a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special scheduled for 2022. They announced a holiday special two years ahead of time. Yeah, like that seems like something you would announce like that year. It could be the beginning of of the year. Yeah, yeah. But no, they announced it two years ahead of time, which means that I think this holiday special is probably going to take place before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 because that has a 2023 release date as of right now. Okay. Um, and also um, a series of, uh, of shorts um, co- uh, called I Am Groot. It's yeah. about Baby Groot. Okay. Riding that... Uh, that baby Groot and baby Yoda wave. Yeah, we realized our uh, our baby Groot toys are now going into the clearance aisles because we haven't showed them that much in a while. Yeah, so uh, we got to bring them back. back and renew that. I just want adult yeah. Groot back, man. <laughs> he was the best character in that first movie. Like Groot was my favorite, like guardian. So like, ugh. so the you fact know that what he's would be been better a, than uh 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 an angry baby and um a, a snotty teenager for the past few movies has been endlessly frustrating for me. Like I just want adult group back. He was so pure and perfect and good. Yeah, but don't you realize people like 
baby aliens. I mean, people love baby. We Groot. have baby Yoda. Then, they can, once they we can, have they exactly can sell the merchandise for baby Yoda. We don't need baby Groot too. No, 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 no. That's not enough. Listen, we we have to make baby Groot popular again because whenever we as Marvel will eventually tank, it won't happen anytime soon, but it will happen. When that happens, we have to we have to break glass in case of emergency. And combine the two universes, okay? So we have to be able to set this up. You know, in terms of Marvel Comics, that is their break glass in case of emergency. uh, Permanently fold Star Wars and Marvel together? Yeah. I'm serious. Not Not like permanently, but it would at least be a alternate reality. Where if Marvel is tanking in comics this i could see this happening in the next if it doesn't happen in the next 20 years i would be shocked Mm -hmm. i could see it happening like in the next 10 years in terms of the comics not the movies but the comics yeah definitely not the movies no yeah you might be right um especially if it's just like a crossover event or an alternate universe sort of thing but uh because they're going to make money on it. That that's maybe that's going to. I, I feel like there are no. They are. You see, here's the thing though. Um, I know there's a, a lot of overlap between them, and even when there isn't, their behavior is generally the same. But um, I feel like there are just enough people in the Star Wars community and just enough people in the Marvel community that will hate it on principle and dismiss it out of hand. That it could potentially yeah. lose money. Here's the thing. You're going to have your your people saying like that, which me, I, I don't want it either. But I'm saying, even though I don't want it, I'm going to check it out. It, it's it's these two coming together. Like, yes, it's it's dumb. But like, I got to see what's going on. So, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy so, Volume 3 has a 2023 release date. Um, because and, it got, like, delayed by a lot after the whole yeah, pretending yeah. to fire James Gunn thing. Um, yeah. And, and, and now he's got COVID. the Suicide Squad to deal with. Yeah. Um, yeah, during that brief period, whenever his contract was basically up, he was like, well, fine, I'm going to go pick this up. And then like a month later, they were like, well, we want you back. And he's like, I'm doing this. You got to wait till I'm done. Yeah. yeah. So... <clears throat> This um this next one, uh, is we are going to touch on a very sad uh real world topic for just a minute, um the passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, yeah, who yeah. uh played you know T'Challa, the Black Panther in the Marvel movies. Um, there's been a lot of speculation by a lot of people about whether or not they're going to just recast the role of T'Challa. I personally, I wouldn't have um, disagreed with any decision they made. I honestly feel like there's no right decision in this particular situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or which means there's also no wrong decision either. Cause they have to make a decision. Um, yeah. So, uh, and like, they really only have three choices, recast, don't recast or cancel his series altogether and canceling it altogether is not an option. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So Black Panther 2, they're not recasting um, Chadwick Boseman's role of T'Challa for someone else. 
they uh, are leaving uh, the role of T'Challa vacant, which I can only assume means that they're probably killing him off in the movie. Um, Possibly. Or or they'll have... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, if they do have your Paul Walker ending for uh, Fast 7, yeah, yeah. where, like, he drives off into the sunset. They would I, need... I don't know. They they would need a, a song that rivals the one they use Paul Walker. <laughs> like, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, like, cynically or anything. I genuinely love that song, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't even watch the Fast yeah. movies. Um though I want to, I want to get into it. My sister got into the Fast and Furious movies, so I kind of, I want to try getting into them. Um, I Eventually, I want to try to get into the, the newer ones. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, one... I don't want to sit through um, uh, the first couple ones where they were on their hands and knees begging you to take it seriously. Like, I, <laughs> I kind of want to jump in on the later ones where it gets really stupid because that's what I'm interested in. Well, I mean, I I actually don't mind uh, one, two, three is kind of stupid, but it's got its own charm. Those are the only three I've fully seen are those three. And like, even those aren't like trying to take themselves seriously, really. Like most of it's like an undercover cop, like going undercover in this, this world of drag racing and crap. And there's much more to it that sort of did you stuff. see uh did um, you see hobbs and shaw i probably will never Pro- really that's, yeah that's I, the only fast and furious movie i have seen see the reason i probably won't see it which is why i said like eventually i'll get into the new ones is just like i like dumb stuff but like my goodness, the new Fast and Furious movies are some of the dumbest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I know, and, seen. That's, and that's mostly what I'm interested in. I want to see how ridiculous yeah. it gets. Um, because after seeing Hobbs and Shaw, I'm interested to see what the other Fast movies are like when they're at like the peak ridiculousness. Because Especially because of the way that Hobbs and Shaw ended with its final battle. Um, they actually came up with a really interesting way to do it. Because uh, the whole thing is, like, the bad guy, Idris Elba's character, he's got, like, this technology in his body, so he's able to, like, analyze uh, his enemy's movements in a fight and strike first, sort of like a video game. Yeah. Um, so, like, at first, Hobbs and Shaw in the final battle, they're each, like, trying to take him one-on-one, but he keeps reading them while they're fighting him and countering them perfectly. So, eventually, they both kind of had just that moment of understanding of, like, he's reading us, so but he can only read one person at a time. So we've got to fight him at the same time. So what they would do is both of them would run up to him and go for an attack. And he could only counter one of them. So one of them would take a hit while the other one landed a hit. And they both got beat on while they were beating on him for the final battle. Okay. So it's, it was a super interesting way. Cause like they both basically had to have this understanding of like, all right, we got to be ready to both like take hits for this. If we're going to win. Um, so it was it was a very interesting way to do a final battle, I think. It's so weird how how the franchise transitioned to science um, fiction. Yeah, I, I'm not like I'm not entirely knocking on it. I mean, it it was the only thing to make it stay alive because oh. by like Fast Three, it was dying. Yeah, next one's um, going to space. Are you serious? Next one's going to space. That's not a joke. 
my god. They couldn't even make it to Fast and Furious 10 before going to space because the next one's the ninth one, if I'm not mistaken. They After could, that, they, they couldn't even oh. do Fast X. It's, oh it's, my gosh. <laughs> okay, the 10th one, they have to go to hell. Oh they my have god. To be. They have to. Dom Toretto died in space. <laughs> so now he's got to fight his way out of hell. I okay. And they got the, the 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 sickest cars down there, man. I'll be so down if they turn this into how they turn the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. I feel like I'll Fast and Furious is the modern Friday the Thirteenth. It seems like it, yeah. Where the first few started off on like a trajectory that all felt similar, but after that, like you had some random stuff, but then it got bigger and more goofy. And then, yeah, space, the next thing is hell for them. Yep. Well, then where do you go after hell? New York. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Furious take Manhattan. (laughs) I'm trying to think what the hell one would be. What the title would be is what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fast as hell. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That would be perfect. Yeah, I think I know. What, I know what our next one-off episode is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I would have to watch the entire Fast and Furious franchise between now. I'd and be that down. That. I'd be down if it meant that we made an episode out of it. If it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm if if we do a Fast and Furious episode, I definitely have to watch the entire franchise to. Uh, yeah, yeah. To get ready for it, which I don't know if that's something that I'm ready for right now, <laughs> like yeah. emotionally, mentally, financially. I have to take small doses. <laughs> don't want to OD on on uh, Vin, Diesel's, Vin Diesel's Vin uh, bald head. Family, <laughs> family, yeah. As soon as I'm done with the whole franchise, I just like look at my parents. I'm like, I love my family. I just walk out of the room all like strutting like I have muscles. All right. So I didn't mean for this particular segment to devolve in such a into such a jokey <laughs> thing. It's just hard to um it's it's it is a hard thing to like talk about because this was, you know, a real human being who actually yeah, passed yeah. away at a very young age. He was only forty three yeah. years old. So yeah, but what what I'm saying is like yeah, if 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 they do like a like a Paul Walker um, sort of send off for him, like something you know, something very respectful, something meaningful and touching, like yeah, that that works because it has to be acknowledged. It's not just yeah. something that you can yeah, yeah. sweep under the rug and do away with. And I feel like they'll try to possibly do that type of Paul Walker send off. That'd be like the most yeah respectful yeah. thing. I feel like one of the best things they could do is do the same thing they did for Stan Lee is um, basically just give him the, the Marvel logo. Yeah. 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 Which I, have they not done that for any of their most recent stuff or has there been any recent stuff, like any shows or no, there's um, nothing as far as I know, other than like the final season of agents of shield, which was like, I think way earlier in the year. Um, But yeah. Yeah. uh, um. Yeah, there wouldn't have really been an opportunity or a time for it to make sense. I, it really only makes sense on the next Black Panther movie. 
Yeah, and I, I feel like they'll do that. Yeah, like yeah. you said. And I feel like the only reason Captain Marvel got the Stan Lee version of the logo is because that was the next movie after he passed. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I honestly feel like it should have been Avengers Endgame that got the Stan Lee logo to like. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because um, Stan Lee, as far as I know, didn't really have a whole lot to do with Carol Danvers as a character. Yeah. So it, I feel like it would have been more meaningful if if the final movie, the, the big one in this massive saga, had the special send-off to Stan Lee. Didn't they have some sort of a dedicated to thing at the end, though? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Of Endgame? Um, the only thing I remember from like the end credits of Endgame is the sound of the hammer on the anvil as a send-off for Iron Man as a character. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. Um, so according to this article here on the uh, comicbook.com thing that I'm looking at, uh, they said that the next Black Panther movie will explore the world of Wakanda and the rich characters introduced in the first film. So it's basically just yeah. a, from the sound of that, it sounds like just a world of Wakanda movie. But um, yeah, yeah. I feel like they do need to pick like a new character to be black panther probably and it might be shuri that makes the most sense to me it it might be because uh one of the things i saw it said that shuri will be playing a larger role yeah in this movie so it it possibly will be her yeah all righty so next topic ant-man 3 yes it's in production oh and uh, ant-man and the wasp quantumania I have similar problems with that title that I have with WandaVision. Um, <laughs> because it's just so doofy. Okay, like, I, okay, yeah, okay. You know what? Never mind. I am okay with it because Ant-Man is the sort of doofy series for Marvel. Like, yeah, Marvel's yeah. got a lot of comedies under their belt at this point. Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, now Thor as well. Um and Ant-Man like those are all primarily comedies um so but like Ant-Man and the Wasp is like the goofy down-to-earth street-level heroes comedy where like larger-than-life things just happen around these characters yeah um and are caused by these characters it's it's like a it's that you know perfect movie of like what if just some dude got superpowers because yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. you know he's got an engineering degree and he is a cat burglar but other than that he's just some dude which yeah paul rudd is perfect to play just some dude he's the perfect actor yeah. for just some dude but <laughs> so but yeah like these and i think that's why probably why my dad likes these movies so much because he likes paul rudd as an actor in general um i gotcha but uh like and that's one thing that I love about the Marvel movies because a lot of comic book fans complain about the way the Marvel movies represent the characters. I have no problem with it, and I've been reading Marvel comics my entire life. And Ant Man's always been one of my favorite characters. But like, one thing that I love about the Marvel movies is the fact that I can say that not only does my dad have a favorite Marvel superhero, but of all characters, his favorite Marvel superhero is Ant Man. Yeah, I I never <laughs> is, I never would have dreamed as a kid that I could say, yeah, my dad's favorite superhero is Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's because these movies exist that I can say something like that, though, and I just think that's cool. 
yeah. but this one i'm since it's in production yeah this is going to be the first one the first trilogy directed by one director for marvel yeah um it, it would have uh, been guardians if it weren't for that whole uh oh there's a doggy yeah dog where do i need to order another sub again <laughs> ordering another sub huh looks like i'll order it to my own house Uh-oh. i see no one outside uh-oh gonna have to strike the dog well yeah of course of course it's not coming to your own house your dog slaughtered your family last time oh yeah I've just been imagining. I, I've just been. I just realized by you telling me that that there's just mannequins in my house, and I've been calling them mom and dad and brother and sister. Sounds like you need to see some people. <laughs> you need to get out of They're the house, dude. <laughs> no, but as Ant Man and the Wasp, the third movie implies. Dog. <laughs> it implies dog. Unless Dog Welder is here, my dog Shelby, there is no reason to bark. <laughs> dog Welder. All right, but yeah, so... um... Okay, so as the name implies, this is clearly a multiversial uh, WrestleMania event that's going to happen. WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to pull from all the different alternate timelines. We're going to have The Undertaker versus The Undertaker from 20 years ago. Um, We're going to have John Cena come back. Um, we're gonna have Hulk Hogan come back. All of them. You want to get Ant Man and the Wasp or or a part? Maybe you want to get super confusing about it. Dave Bautista. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you seem familiar. Have I met you somewhere before? <laughs> so yeah, um, but no. Uh, apparently, Kang the Conqueror is the villain in this movie. Yeah, which which is I mean like I don't know how I feel about Kang being used for an Ant Man movie though. Yeah, unless yeah, it makes me think unless like, they intend to use this be... to set him up as a long term villain in general. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like he'll be in here and then maybe escape or whatever. That's what I'm hoping because like Kang is definitely not a one off villain. Kang is potentially the next Thanos level threat. Yeah, I was gonna say Kang is your next Thanos basically. Um, what with his big, crazy, confusing history and backstory and all that, and the fact that Kang by himself is like 20 characters from across Marvel's history, (laughs) which I know that might be confusing for anyone who's not super familiar with comic books. It's confusing for those who are familiar with them, too. So, but he's a time travel character, so like he and he's also, I think, immortal somehow. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's. Um, I don't remember how early in the Avengers series he was introduced. I know he was one of their first big ones that wasn't just already a villain for one of the heroes beforehand, but um, like he was one of the early 
heroes who's introduced as a villain for the whole team. Um, yeah. Because even Loki, who was responsible for bringing the Avengers together, was a Thor villain first. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, Kang the Conqueror, if I remember correctly, I think he was uh, created when Jack Kirby was still doing the art. Let me look it up, actually. But uh, looking at his design, it's a very Kirby design. Kang the Conqueror. Uh, uh, creators, yep, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. So, um, yeah, that's a very Kirby design for Kang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's also, uh, let's see here, he comes from the 31st century. But, uh, yeah, they had to, they actually retconned one previous character to actually be a past version of him. Because in 1963, there was a character named Rama Tut who was introduced in Fantastic Four. And then in 1964, they introduced Kang. And then later they decided, oh, Rama Tut and Kang are the same person. Because, like, different versions of Kang are also Iron Lad. Victor Timely, Scarlet Centurion, and Immortus. Immortus is a Kang? I never knew that. Sorry, I'm looking through some of these, and it makes me realize how much I hate that Marvel recolors some of their old comics. Oh, yeah. They make it, like, extremely bright and stuff. Like, they just do it's not really recolor it's more they edit it where that's not what it looked like and it just looks too i don't know i don't like it it's too bright it's not what it was yeah like it's already bright but i'm saying it looks like i don't know you lose some of the 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 details and stuff when you do that Mm -hmm. yeah like some of the shading is gone and stuff. I don't like oh, that's that. right. Um, another uh, one, of, and one of the weird things about Kang is that like two separate previous versions of himself have been good guys, but he is a bad guy. Um, and the thing is, like, hang on, let me look at some. St- yeah, yeah. Looking at it all, they all have the same civilian name, Nathaniel Richards, um, which means he's a he's like a distant descendant of Reed Richards. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, if, so if they introduce Kang, and if they try to keep true to um, like as much of his backstory as they can possibly get to make sense, um that's a direct connection to the fantastic four yeah which which yeah, we already talked about that because they're bringing it yeah yeah right because we took the opportunity to make fun of four stick real quick <laughs> yeah but yeah but yeah so that that is interesting so i'm really hoping that um they don't just like do the usual solo superhero movie thing and kill him at the end um yeah because uh because they didn't kill ghost in the second ant-man movie in ant-man and the wasp yeah she got to live 
In fact, by the end of the movie, she wasn't even really a villain. See, Ammon and the Wasp is definitely a weird case for Marvel movies because by the end, there wasn't like an antagonist. There were antagonists throughout the movie, but um, like by the end, there wasn't really a villain to the movie. It was just a general chase for the lab. Yeah. So, yeah. Alrighty. So, next topic, last topic, actually. Um, the, the new release dates for three of these movies. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder um, comes out May 5th, 2022. Um, followed by Black Panther 2 on July 8th of the same year. And then Captain Marvel 2 on November 11th of the same year. So that so the three movies for that year are all going to be sequels. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Phase 4 officially starts January 15th. Dang, dude. Dang. It, it, it really does yeah, feel like we've been waiting. Out this year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot to unpack with all this now, having been like announced. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Especially like with this year, like because a lot of stuff got pushed back, like this year in particular, or 2021, because we're not in it yet, but like it's going to have a lot of Marvel stuff. And then like with DC, <laughs> not much, honestly. Yeah. Like Wonder Woman. Well, no, Wonder Woman's this year. I, it's I told you, Warner Brothers, whenever they announce DC stuff, they announce like 13 things and only put like six into production. They just they just throw yeah. baloney at the walls to see what sticks. Yeah. For next year, in terms of like DC movies, you have the Suicide Squad sequel is supposed to come out next year. And then uh, you said the next Batman, or the new Batman, whatever, or the Batman. Yeah. I'm getting confused with that comic. Um, it's supposed to come out 2022, right? The Batman? Oh, I don't know if the Batman got pushed back. I think it's still set for t- late 2021. Uh, but, um... Well, I mean, like, Suicide Squad and the Batman. That's, like, really it. Brandon, if you don't um, give me plugs and recommendations right now, I'm going to genetically engineer a small dog that barks even louder and more frequently than the two we already have. Oh, no. What was that? (laughs) It was me frightened by that where I dropped the quarter I was fidgeting in my hand. (laughs) That that wasn't even intentional. <laughs> it just dropped. <laughs> oh poop. Okay, so plugs. Uh, you can check out my stuff. Disney Comics. That's D I S M A Y Comics on Facebook and Instagram. Um, bunch of indie comic stuff. Uh, uh, some horror stuff as well as uh, satirical Golden Age superhero stuff coming early 2021. Um, and then recommendations. Um, I'm trying to think what I've read or watched. Oh, okay. I've read two comics and I'll have one movie recommendation. Two comics. I read Supergirl Being Super. Mm. It's a comic that came out like four years ago and I just kind of like dropped my radar. But uh, I saw it at the library recently before I got COVID. For those that don't know, I currently have COVID. Um, I'm quarantining. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got I got the library book like two weeks ago, so uh, 
I, I wasn't spreading anything. I've been locked up and it's horrible, but I'm just trying to keep people safe as well as my family. But anyway, um, Supergirl being super, you need to read this book, Tio. Oh. <clears throat> I think you will really okay. like it. Um, I really liked it. Uh, obviously, it's a Supergirl book, but it's like, it's Supergirl in high school. Um, and like, it's it's kind of Supergirl dealing with grief because something happens um and it's like it's slightly heart-wrenching or whatever the term is but it's just like it 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 really hits you and it really feels like a a high schooler going through this Mm. um but obviously like this is a Supergirl book. We got to have like a good ending. And it does have like a great ending. Um, I, I think they did a really good job with it. Um, I, I've only read like a handful of Supergirl stuff, but I'd probably say it's like my favorite Supergirl book of any kind or any story with her in it. <clears throat> got to clear my throat. Yeah. Right <clears throat> so yeah, Supergirl being super, I definitely recommend it. Uh, it's only like four issues long. I mean, you can get the the trade, yeah. obviously. I but uh, it's it's a short little. I trip. will only read it if you take it right now, spit all over it, and mail it to me so that I may lick it when it arrives. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll be sure to to extract some of my blood and uh, smear it all over the book. But uh, but yeah, I recommend that. And then another comic. (laughs) (laughs) So that I I can vaccinate myself early. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's how that That seems like something. Yeah, that seems like uh, something Bruce Wayne would do, which goes to my next one. Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Like I, I spent forty days in the desert having lepers spit on me (laughs) to immunize myself to the disease. Yeah, exactly. Um, my next book, it's an old one, but like, I never read this part of Snyder's run. I read, uh, recently all of zero year. Oh, zero year's Snyder. pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty That's dope. one of the like, only um, Snyder bits that I've read from, uh, the new 52. That's like, I think the only Snyder bit I didn't read. Before. Yeah. <laughs> so now. I'm pretty caught up, and uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty awesome. I I like yeah. It. So I so far, that. the only Scott Snyder stuff I've read from uh, uh, for Batman is um, the whole Court of Owls and City of Owls thing, and uh, Zero Year. Those are like the only two storylines that I've read. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Death of the Family. Yeah, I, I still got in game. In game is fun. I won't say it's great. Mm-hmm. But it's so fun seeing Batman like take on the Justice League in that book. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, you've read Zero Year, yeah. but Zero Year it's it's good. The first half, you got the whole quotation Red Hood becomes a Joker, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the Riddler. Okay, my thing. He's a he's written well. But I hate the Riddler. Really? Like I was so I was so ready for Batman to punch him in the face to where when he punched him in the face, it was so yeah, satisfying. Yeah. 
like I hate Scott Snyder's Riddler because he's just this nerd nowhere. Yeah, that's that's, that's all that's he probably is. Probably exactly what they were going for too. Is like they they that wanted is. to give this Riddler a wedgie. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like I was I was so glad when Batman like solved his Riddlers and just started or solved his riddles and just started walking up, and Riddler was like, "Wait, what? What's going on? Don't wedge me." But uh. Yeah. And then, like, I, one tiny complaint I have with the book. One minor complaint. Right. The the scaffolding scene between Batman and Red Hood yep. 1. Um, he says, Red Hood 1 said something along the lines of, like, uh, it's just beginning. And then he jumps into the vat basically becoming the joker my question is like us as the reader we obviously know like oh yeah yeah because he's becoming the joker but like in the story to me it doesn't really make sense for him to say that i got my dog's barking again that's fine all right continue but like it's just that thing where like he was saying um this this is the beginning essentially and he jumps in it just doesn't make sense story-wise why he would say that we as the reader and as scott was writing it, it's like oh yes this is clever because it's going to be that back and forth joker thing that will happen the rest of eternity but in the story it makes no sense because I, I don't think he knows what will happen when he goes into that vat of acid. Yeah. Or chemical. Yeah. Like, like, for all he, like, most likely he would die. That's what most people are thinking, and that's most likely what would happen, but obviously that's not what happened. But, like, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know he's about to become the rid, or the the Joker and have this great big epic life fighting Batman so why say it's no it's all beginning like I didn't like that other than that great story. yeah yeah every once in a while there will be you know little bits and pieces that slide into things like that here and there where it's like okay yeah like we know it's just beginning but how do you know it's just beginning yeah yeah but uh, other than that great origin or, or yeah, I guess retelling of an origin slash making a new origin yeah. for Batman. Um, and then the very last thing, it's Christmas time. I have a Christmas recommendation to everyone. It's a movie. All right. Do you like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, yeah, it depends on the movie. Do you like Anakin Skywalker from The Phantom Menace? What are you getting at? <laughs> I'm getting at Jingle That's All the I Way thought. with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Um, this this is like been it became like I saw it a long time ago when I was a kid, yeah. but then we remembered the movie and we got it last year or the year before, and ever since then it's become like a Christmas tradition yeah. where we'll watch it like like Home Alone or or any of those others like. Yeah. And we just got done watching it recently, and like, it's still great. 
it, it's like dumb, but I really like the movie. Like it's enjoyable for all ages. Like it, it's so stupid. Have you no, seen? No, I it? haven't. It's it's funny because like it's it's a Christmas movie, but it's almost like showing the not the dark side of Christmas, kind of the dark side where it's like the commercialism yeah. of Christmas where like how crazy Black Friday is and, and different stuff like that. How like um, you have to, the, the, the buying presents and different stuff, like talking about that some while still being a good, wholesome Christmas family movie where, where at the end it's like, yeah, family is what matters at Christmas. But it just has so much great stuff. There's a there's a scene where like there's the the whole movie. What it is is Arnold's trying to get this toy for his son because he forgot to get it for him two weeks prior, and he's trying to get it on Christmas Eve. But it's like whatever the hottest toy is now, that times like ten because it's sold out everywhere. Yeah. Um. And it's just that struggle of trying to get it. And it just goes bananas. Like it goes from one scene to where he's like beating up people or people are beating up him at a store to then him going to a radio show to try to win it. But then Marvin, the mailman, who's also trying to win it, pretends he has a bomb and says, I'm going to, I'm going to use this bomb. You don't give me the toy. Well, that's extreme. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh um then there's like this this warehouse of like fake santas who like make bootleg toys and sell them on like the black market basically and he tries to get one from them but he gets like a bootleg spanish version of the toy um it, it goes in so many weird places and then that's not even the ending the ending, this toy so, is like... So wait a minute, are you about to give away the ending to your recommendation? Part of it, but the thing is, this isn't a movie where it's like, no, don't spoil it. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't like Avengers Endgame, okay? okay? <laughs> like, you'll enjoy this movie no matter if you know nothing about it or if you know everything about it. Um, the only thing I'll mention about the ending is like, this toy is essentially like, Iron Man, basically. I, I won't try to explain it too much, but all the stuff Iron Man can do, like fly and all that, yep. he can do. And uh, our main character, Arnold, basically suits up in a real-life version of this toy. Mm. And uh, he, he does all this this Iron Man-type stuff, and it's it's great. It's a great movie. I, I definitely recommend it. it. It is underrated for a Christmas movie. And that's my recommendation. Alrighty. All right. Uh, so plugs and recommendations for me. Um, you're listening to one of the plugs already. Starbrand Comics. Good job. You found us. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate that there are people out there willing to sit through all this, especially after last week's three and a half hour epic. Oh my God. Oh <laughs> we didn't realize it was going to go that that long i never know how long these episodes are going to go until after they're edited so Uh, but yeah so thanks for uh thanks for listening oh excuse me anyway um 
So we also have um, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that we do called Scoundrels D&D for Terrible People. Uh, it's called that because it's a villain campaign where I am the dungeon master. Um, Brandon is one of my players and our other three players are our friends Dan, Stefan, and Clay. Um, and it gets wacky and wild over there. Um, and uh, also like no admission to unsupervised children. Leave, you gotta leave your kids in the car for this one with the windows up. But uh, crack the window. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, crack the window, I guess. Sure. That's the opposite of what I was saying. But... <laughs> I didn't say, like, I mean, like, you crack the window, but I mean, I don't know, maybe throw something in yeah. there that's, that's fart bad. in the car and close know. the doors. <laughs> yeah, there like, you just go. leave them in there with it. See how long they survive in the cloud. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Uh, and for recommendations for this week, um, I haven't uh, done a whole lot other than play video games for the week with my free time. Um, So, I guess uh, I I actually started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I know Valhalla is the new one. But I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in years because um, the the first time I tried playing was Assassin's Creed 3. And it was just kind of boring and overall disappointing. It wasn't quite what I expected. So uh, I never I, yeah, I never played another Assassin's Creed game again. Uh, <laughs> even with the fans, that one is a Yeah, I think I picked a bad one to uh, to try starting with. Yeah. So it kind of turned me off to, to Assassin's Creed altogether. So, but odyssey was super cheap on playstation network for sony's end of the year sale so i got it downloaded it um it plays extremely differently because the combat in assassin's creed 3 was like not even combat you were just holding down a button that was it that was literally it you just held down a button um but in uh in odyssey it's completely changed. Combat is active. You have to actually like participate in it to you know get things to happen. So uh, combat's not just holding down a button in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So that's good. And I I like the like role playing aspect of it. It took me um, like between three and four hours of gameplay to get to the title drop. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, but that's because I did a whole bunch of side quests and stuff. If I had just shotgun my way through yeah, the story, yeah. I would have been there in like an hour and a half. Yeah, that's the plus side with Assassin's Creed games or, or any of those yeah. type of games where it's like main missions here, but I can do a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so it's pretty good if you like Greek, like ancient Greek culture and like are an enthusiast about that sort of thing. It's very fun. Um, and uh, like I've reached a point in the game where I've been in Athens for a long time, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> hanging out with like Socrates and stuff, um, who yeah. is like seems like intentionally obtuse in the way he talks so i don't know if that's how the actual socrates was but yeah so pretty fun anyway uh and my last recommendation i only have two this week because i've only done video games this one took me even longer to get to the title drop took about six hours of gameplay to get to the title drop and i didn't even do side quests um i started playing cyberpunk 2077 it? It's pretty good. Um, I ended up with a digital copy because um, I pre-ordered it at GameStop, but the guy, um, 
he had to have gotten confused by something I said because there's no way I switched from a physical copy to a digital copy. Like, that's not something I do. And also, yeah, like, who... Like, that's a dumb thing for him to think. Like, who goes to GameStop to get a digital Yeah, like, yeah, and, and he says that he remembers it distinctly because he was confused by why I would switch. So all that tells me is that, like, he misunderstood something I said. That has to... Because under yeah, yeah. no circumstances would I ever switch to a digital copy. So... I think most people wouldn't yeah. if, if they're in the store yeah, so right. now it's taking up more space on my xbox than it should be but um yeah. anyway and uh if you play it for just a little too long it does kind of start to chug a little bit and bugs become a little more frequent and noticeable um uh, it's not like bethesda level stuff um i did have one hard crash after about the first three hours um, where it just kicked me out of the oh, game and sent me back to the Xbox menu. And I had to boot it back up. Thankfully, it auto-saves pretty frequently. Um, I'm sure there'll be like a patch. Yeah, yeah, there's probably going to be a few patches for some of this stuff. But um, yeah, for yeah. now, on the Xbox One, uh, that's just generally how it runs. But as far as the actual story and gameplay goes, I'm loving it so far. It's an RPG, so that's like right up my alley. RPGs are what I've been doing since I have been playing Pokemon as a kid. Um, so, like, that's just, like, my favorite video game genre is role-playing games. I'm playing as a girl like I always do. She's got a pink mohawk and, like, skull tattoos on her head. Um, like, not, like, skulls tattooed onto her head, but, like, tattoos on her head that make it look like a skull. You know, those gotcha, sorts of tattoos. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the way I'm building her, every single time I level up, I dump attribute points into body and perk points into anything that will make me better at uh, melee combat because I want to punch people in the head in this game. So that's what I like. I'm not in it for the guns or the swords um, or any of, like, the actual futuristic stuff. The only, like, futuristic thing I plan to get for this character is the gorilla arms, like, tech upgrade, which is not actual, like, gorilla-shaped arms. They're just called that because they're robot arms that make you stronger. So I'm going to get her the gorilla arms so that she can get even better at punching people in the head. And she can run around on all fours. (laughs) Again, they're not actually shaped like gorilla arms. (laughs) But yeah, so... But yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. But yeah, like I said, it took about six hours for Keanu Reeves to show up because he doesn't show up till after the title drop. Oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah, so fun game so far, though. I'm enjoying it. But that's um, that's all for us for the week, I think. All right. Uh, so this has been Storebrand Comics for the week. I have been Tio. And I've been And Brandon. now we're not. And we'll talk to you next week. So speaking of Disney Plus, I think my mom is uh, watching the new Mulan movie. Right no, now. I actually watched that last night with my family. Ugh, yeah, she started it yesterday, and I think she's finishing it up today based on the mu- like what I'm hearing of the music. Like, yeah. so uh, like <laughs> walked out while we were watching it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I've I haven't seen it, but I've seen. Like, my mom will put up with any amount of BS if she thinks she can get a good action movie out of what she's watching. Yeah, but, yeah. um, 
the thing is, I've seen clips of this movie. The action's not even good. Yeah, so like I honestly have like... no idea what my mom's getting out of watching that movie. Yeah, there's some stuff that's like slightly promising. And when I said they walked out, I, it wasn't like because they were offended. But I was just like they found other stuff to do or they thought of other stuff that they needed to do offended by it <laughs> why <laughs> can't the chinese just use forks and spoons like the rest of us i mean where's where's my mushu man my <laughs> yeah yeah they're like they excluded mushu from the movie because they wanted it to be less fantastical and more realistic but, but then the whole but... movie's about chi I was about to say, it's all about Chi, and you have a witch who is using all these powers. She turns into a bird, and it's all this stuff. It's like, you have a crap ton of magic stuff where, like, me at the beginning, I was like, what the heck is going on? And then, like, as it went on, I was like, you had all this crap. Why can't you have Mushu? Like, this makes no sense that you can't have Mushu. Yeah, like, it's just... (laughs) It's completely like, oh, we wanted to ground it and make it less fantastical. Really? What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? So what? Like, okay, now I understand that there's an actual, there's an actual, like, um, like, religious foundation for the belief in chi. Like, I'm not trying to outright discredit yeah. that. It's not something I personally believe in, but I understand there are people who believe in it. But, like, a lady who, like, a witch who uses magic and turns into a bird. Yeah. That's grounded. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, as far as I know, the movie itself has a very, like, westernized understanding of what chi is. Yeah. I would say, yeah, because it's like, um, or, I don't know. From what I gathered from the movie, when I was watching it, anytime they would try to explain it or anything, especially, I can't even talk, especially Donnie Yen. He's, like, the commander of, like, a the Mulan army. Um, he ex- starts explaining it at one point. I'm like, aren't you just your character from Rogue One explaining the Force? This sounds exactly <laughs> like that. You're explaining the Force right now. Like, that's all it sounded like in Mulan was like, wait, is this the Force? Like, that's what it sounds like. doing subway for supper so my mom uh was asking if i wanted some and i said yes so we're uh we're also um i guess using that same code i know getting a uh i'm getting a steak and cheese uh foot long with uh light mayo Ooh. That's a, no, okay. That's no, no, I don't. Cruel. That's like I, I don't mean. That's, no, that's oh, like. That's like. It's uh, like guerrilla warfare. That's kind of messed yeah. up. And I don't mean like light mayo. I mean mayo lightly applied. It's even that's, worse. That's, that's kind of what. That's, that's kind of what I meant. That's hint was, for. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not like diet light. mayo. That's gross. See, I know what lightly applied mayo means. I know that means mustard gas. We don't use that anymore oh, yeah. in our warfare. You'd think that mustard would mean mustard, mustard gas, but 